Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wrestling with Edwards podcast, episode 68. With you, as always, is the one and only host, Scott E. Wrestling. Happy to welcome you all back for another show. Of course, the last time I was on here, I was previewing AEW Full Gear with Robbie, and that was such a great time. We were going to come on and review, but... As you can tell, that did not happen. That was a great show. It was an awesome show. One of the best of the entire year, maybe AEW's best. I am here, however, to talk about WWE Survivor Series and even more so the current state of WWE this week. Uh, This episode's not going to be long. This is the new idea moving forward, I think, for Wrestling With Edwards because... As you all know, I'm on multiple shows per week where you can uh, listen to them all on different platforms and whatnot. So it's only right that I treat this completely different from the rest. And this will be, you know, probably 15 minutes or so each and every week unless it's a big preview, big review. But this isn't a big review for Survivor Series. This is more looking at WWE the decisions they're making, the stories they're going, and the continuous cuts that seem to never end. Of course, when I talk about cuts this time, the list is as followed. John Morrison, Hit Row, Tegan Knox, Shane Thorne, Jackson Riker, and Drake Maverick. It makes you wonder what is the direction of WWE moving forward. They're releasing wrestlers at a rate that I don't think anyone could have ever expected. And they're releasing bona fide, you know, diamonds. Isaiah Swerve Scott never got a shot on the main roster. He never got a shot. He barely got a shot in NXT. His treatment down there was bad enough, but he never got a shot on the main roster. He had one match that he won, and because Top Dollar couldn't stop talking, he now no longer has a WWE career. Tegan Knox, Incredibly unlucky. Incredibly unlucky. You know, she... Her knee blows out when she's, you know, finally signing with them not allowing her to win the Mae Young Classic. She finally gets on a hot streak once she comes back. She's one of the most popular. You know, she's coming around. She's getting built for, you know, a potential title run, it felt like, eventually. Gets hurt again. Comes back. NXT has this big, you know, this big uh, reintroduction for her. Gets called up to the main roster with Shotzi Blackheart. They team a little bit. Barely get used. And before you know it, they're gone again. She's gone. She never got a shot on the main roster. John Morrison? I mean, what's there to say? John Morrison was a name before he came back to WWE. Former Impact World Champion. Former Lucha Underground Champion. 
he should have been right in the main event picture the moment he came back. But he wasn't. He never got that shot. He never got a chance. And I think for a lot of us, when he was released, it wasn't that shocking because, of course, they released Taya Valkyrie, his wife, a, a two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And I don't. I, it doesn't sound like this was a request to be released. But at the same time, it's not shocking. Uh, I hope John Morrison and Taya, you know, they go somewhere together and they be a pair because they work so well together. And I always thought that should have been what Taya did when she signed. You know, put them together, make them this power couple. Would have made perfect sense, but of course, that's not what they did. Shane Thorne, he's better off. I don't want anyone to lose their job, but Shane Thorne hasn't been seen since Retribution ended. And before Retribution ended, he wasn't seen at all before that. Like, we can't act like he was just having the time of his life in XT. He was barely used once Mikey Nichols left. Once TM61 ended, he was barely used. Retribution gave him a shot to do something. That didn't happen, and then he was never used again. He's going to go shine somewhere else that deserves him. WWE doesn't deserve any of these people. Jackson Riker, this felt like a long time coming. Uh, of course, we know about all the heat. His two former group members of the Forgotten Sons actually got released before he did. Now it's his turn. And of course, Drake Maverick, who posted a great, great, great video on social media that you should all check out. Uh, you know, he was released twice in the past year. Twice. And it sucks because you don't want to see anyone lose their job. And all I can hope is that he finds work. He will find work because he's the perfect plug-and-play type of guy. He can be a manager. He can be a wrestler. He can be a authority figure. He can be whatever you want. I don't know if he's going to go by Rockstar Spud again. Either way... I'm wishing all of these talents the best. They never got a fair crack. Not even John Morrison, who's the biggest name of the bunch. He never got a fair crack when he came back. Never. Not for a second. And that's where the main conversation goes to. Like, Survivor Series wasn't that great of a show. It wasn't. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair had a good match. They had a very good match. They have very good matches in their sleep. They wrestle the type of match the story attained to. They hit each other hard. They just kept going at it. Very physical. And it was a welcome sign because you don't always see that in these WWE matches overall. Not women's event. It doesn't matter. This was very physical. Becky and Charlotte, in my eyes, have probably the best main roster Women's match of all time in the last women's standing match from Evolution. And a main roster women's match, by the way, just in case you didn't hear that part. Uh, but I thought that was a great open to the show. And then it really was like, eh, well, the men's, the men's tag match was fun, but Seth Rollins as a sole survivor was a weird choice. Very weird. 
but cool, I guess. Good for him. Another accolade. He has to have, like, the most complete sheet of accolades out of anyone in WWE history. He's got Royal Rumble, all the titles, Money in the Bank, Soul Survivor. Uh, you know, there's probably a bunch. Of, I mean, if he added a King of the Ring, I don't think anyone could beat him. You have you move on to other matches throughout the card, and you could feel that none of them felt important in years past. And I guess we knew that going in. We knew the care wasn't there for Survivor Series this year, and the care is not really there for a lot of WWE shows anymore. Let's be honest people they make money no matter what they don't need to put on good content to make money it is showing sure they're probably not going to be re-upped by fox it doesn't matter they already have that money they'll just go to another network they're live almost every week of the year no one else does that in television They're live almost every single week. Live content is what keeps it going. And I understand Raw's numbers continue to fall. Raw's locked in with USA. They don't have to worry. That's why Raw will never get better. It's not going to. They don't need to. USA, NBC, they're just going to keep bringing them back and bringing them back and bringing them back. Vince McMahon lost his touch a long time ago. Come on, the whole story now is about an egg. The egg from Red Notice, a movie that, you know, I can't tell you how many WWE fans watch it. I didn't watch it. I just know The Rock's in it, and of course, that's why the stupid egg had to do anything. But, you know, everything coming from the Survivor Series pay-per-view was about a stupid fucking egg. That's all people cared about. And when I say people, I mean WWE. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Damian Priest. You probably forgot it even happened. Pre-show, shitty, terrible ending, DQ, whatever. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Great match. Great match, but I'm not going to remember it in two months. Men's elimination match, really entertaining. They really got over a lot of the aspect, but at the same time, eh, not the best ever. I see. I saw better ones of these, you know, two years ago, three years ago. It was good, but it wasn't great. The Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown brand idea died when they took NXT out of. That was the last good year, and that should have been the last year of Raw versus SmackDown. It should have been, because really, that was probably the best one. But even when the, the brand split changed, you had, you know, the top, the tippity-top stars of Raw and SmackDown going head-to-head. You had the champions in those matches, and you had a normal main event. You had Brock versus Goldberg. And I think that's why the NXT show worked so well. You had three title matches throughout. Then you had the elimination matches 
it worked. It worked. And again, the the main problem for me is that this is just it's not a show. It's a live event that they just put on TV now. There was a 25 man battle royal to celebrate The Rock's 25th anniversary. The Rock wasn't there. The Rock probably didn't watch this. They had almost win. Almost isn't very good. The point is they don't care. And I know you know that. A lot of you might not even watch it anymore. But they do not care. I don't. For the first time in a very long time. I do not care at all. To watch any of Raw. I did my best. For years and years and years. As it got worse. To keep watching it. To watch it through. Haven't watched the past two episodes. I see you know a couple things on Twitter, and that's about it. I don't need to watch it. And it hurts me because I like, you know, I like Big E. I like Rollins. I like Balor. I like Owens. I like Becky. I like Liv Morgan. I love Bianca Belair. I like, the list goes on and on of talent that I like and I like watching, but they just, in three hours, they don't, they still don't know how to create a great show that's three hours long. All these years later, I think 2012 was when they made the official switch, and they still don't know how to do it. They just don't know how to do it. Again, the storyline coming out of Survivor Series was find a fucking egg. What happened, and I read this, Austin Theory stole the egg, acted like he found the egg, gave it back to Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon gave him a WWE Championship match. People are now getting title matches for finding eggs. Eggs. Gold egg. It was... You don't need me to tell you that the state of WWE is shit right now. There were good matches on Survivor Series. But again, all people are going to pay attention to is the egg. I know this because I had a friend text me who, you know, follows enough from afar, but all he's asking me about is the egg. I don't care who won what, because this pay-per-view at the end of the day, it didn't matter who won. It did not matter. Randy Orton and Riddle versus the Usos. Fun match. Not the best match, not the worst match. Great RKO to win the match for Randy Orton Riddle. Doesn't matter, though. Does not matter. The women's elimination match. The crowd was terrible for this. Bianca and Sasha had some great spots during the match, and then they gave Bianca this big win. It was four-on-one, and she managed to escape, be the sole survivor, and win. She did that in one. That's my point here. They made a moment for Bianca. And no one cared. Roman Reigns versus Big E. Great match. A great main event. Physical. Brutal. You know. Down to the wire. But at the end. No one cared. You knew who was winning this. There was no way Roman Reigns was losing. Roman Reigns doesn't lose anymore. And I'm fine with that. Roman Reigns is the best part of WWE television and has been for over a year now. 
But when there's so much certainty and there's so little question as to what could happen, what may happen, it ruins the show. It ruins your content. It makes it unwatchable. And as you release more wrestlers, your content only becomes less and less likable. It's funny because NXT 2.0, it's not a very good show. It's not. It is not the old NXT. Often I am watching and I think, what am I watching? Why am I watching this? There's no reason I should be watching this. But there's still wrestlers or people that I can attach and think, oh, maybe they'll be a big star. But I just told you Hit Row got less than a month on the main roster and got released. So can I really? Can I really believe in these stars? Sure, LeBron Breaker feels like someone that will be and should be a man event star for years to come. But will he? It's not like Vince McMahon and Rick Steiner are best friends that there's a guarantee like Charlotte Flair had. That's not even close to true. He should be a megastar. Will he? I don't know. Cora Jade should be easily top woman star in a couple of years. Easily. But will she? I don't know. I just I just watched Tegan Knox get released. Why? Why? Oh, because of budget cuts. So there's no guarantees with WWE. And NXT 2.0 is a show that I feel like sometimes I don't need to watch anymore, but then I'll see a segment or two, and I'm like, ah, I'll keep going. You DVR these things, by the way. You never watch them in full. Just That's how WWE content works, especially on Monday nights. But they have the talent still. I just read off name after name. I've been talking about so many names throughout the show. Like They have the talent even after cutting 80 people this year. But what does it matter if they don't use half of that talent? Half of that talent. Three quarters of that talent. You know, it's still the same talent each and every week. And then maybe they'll sprinkle in Ricochet in there. And they'll give you hope that, oh, you know what, we're going to push him. And then, no, we're just going to send him back down the card. And you'll see him in maybe another month or two when he comes out and shines again. And then he goes away. He literally did this on SmackDown. He shined. He had such a great performance. It didn't matter. I'm pretty sure he got pinned. Ah, Cesaro might have got pinned. But either way, this is what they do. They know who people favor. They know who people like. But they don't care. And if you like people, but they don't, they'll make sure to make you stop caring about the state of WWE is the, it, it's simple. When it comes to a pro wrestling aspect, yes, because it's still pro wrestling, they don't have it anymore. They don't. And when I say they, I mean Vince. Vince just doesn't. He built Raw around a golden egg. A fake prop that he tried to make us believe was Cleopatra's real golden egg. Just just listen to what I'm saying and how dumb that is. He thought that was a good idea. He had Matt Riddle dress up as Randy Orton 
and hit an RKO on Dolph Ziggler on Raw. That, well, sure. He had almost win a battle royal that featured AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Ricochet. Just so many names that should be winning. Seth Rollins winning the... Seth Rollins and Bianca Belair being sole survivors are almost the only things that made sense for the non, you know, women's and men's main events. Those were the only things that really made sense or mattered. It it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And they and and with Randy Orton, like he's one that he's literally Mr. Survivor series. But they don't act like that. Oh, he set a record. Oh, great. But they're not going to act like that matters. Instead, they're just going to keep rolling on like anything happens. They have the talent. They have talent that has the ability to make things work. Right now, things aren't working. And I don't know what the fix is. Well, I do, but it's not going to happen. And it saddens me. It does. For all those wrestlers that got released this year, I continue to wish them luck in finding work and in succeeding because they can succeed without being in WWE. They should succeed. That's how great of talent they have. Or not they. That is out there. I, just from the eight I named, from the 18 that released a couple weeks ago, Keith Lee, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tegan Knox. I can't even... Oh, there's been so many people released. We're watching Aleister Black become a star, as he should be, as Malachi Black. The list goes on and on and on. WWE is no longer the end-all, be-all. WWE is barely one of the options anymore for wrestlers. They're just not. It's the option for athletes that want to become wrestlers now. They're going backwards instead of forward. And I think they still have people in developmental that can and should become stars. But will they? Will they? I don't know. I do not know. Time, you know, time will be how we figure this out. We will just have to wait and watch and see. Or maybe none of us will be watching by then. Who knows? Maybe we all give up on watching WWE. It's a shame as someone who's such a fan of so many of these wrestlers. It's a shame as someone who is a wrestling fan because of this company. I want these talents to get to show why why they are on in the WWE. Will they? I don't know. Oftentimes, I'm more so rooting for those whose contracts are expiring to leave and go to a certain AEW more than anything else. I just hope someday something fixes, because right now, the state of WWE is this. Uncreative lazy and simply not interesting thank you for listening to this week's episode I'll be back sometime next week 
to talk plenty more about what maybe our topic of the week is. Until then, have a good one, everybody.